what is going on what is going on good morning good afternoon good evening everybody welcome to another episode of rare fud radio uh we are so excited to talk about the market today everything that's been going on we've been holding steady volume you love to see it what's been going on within the market as far as cyber samurai goes and we had that crazy call last episode said something was brewing uh sush is accompanying it i cannot wait to talk about the sush uh, we do have a special guest joining us today as well, Easy Eats Bodega, the man, the myth, the legend himself. We're going to be talking everything Bodega Buddies, uh, what he's doing with Solana Made Easy, his educational content, and of course, the Nifty Portal. We have so much to talk about today, so much. So uh, joining us, let's go ahead and bring on our co-host, Dorian. Dorian, how you doing today? Yo, what's going on, everybody? As, as I always say, every day's a holiday, man. I'm super excited to be on here again for episode yes. 12. Time's flying. Oh, yes. Yes, I am excited. Let's go with Joe. Joe, how you doing, man? Oh, we're doing well, man. Doing absolutely beautiful. Dora, look at that smile, man. Come on. How can you not be doing well when you see that <laughs> smile in the morning? That's right. That's right. And of course, joining us as our special guest today, we are trying to do a special guest every Thursday now, but we do have the man, the myth, the legend, Easy Eats Bodega. How you doing, Easy? Living, bro. I'm living. Thanks for having me. Hyped to be here. Love you guys. Love what you guys have been knocking out. So excited for the conversation. Oh, dude, we got so welcome, much to man. talk about, too. Yes. Welcome. First things first for the people who don't know. And if you don't know Easy, you've been living under a rock in Solana mm -hmm. NFTs. But Easy, uh, talk to us a little bit about what's been going on, how you got into NFTs and crypto, and what you're currently working on here in the market. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I'll kind of keep it short. I got a, a long storyline with crypto. Uh, I was involved in 1617 with the whole ICO craze. Thought it was dope. Had been trading equities for almost 10 years now. Like the day I turned 18, was using a custodial account before that. So like finance in general has always been a crazy interest for me. And from there, I ended up getting into the whole ICO craze. Lost every dollar I had when it crashed the day after Christmas going into 18. So that was a ton of fun. Uh, I was one of those people. Ended up like, dude, not leaving my bed for like three weeks. Uh, like this terrible situation. Got, had to work again. Call me crazy. Like God forbid, right? But uh, no, nah, it was a great learning lesson. Ended up getting into Top Shot December 2020. I think I was like one of the first like 5,000 users. Uh, it was back when there was no queue system. You didn't have to wait. You could just kind of go on, buy, wait, buy another one if you wanted to. It was a crazy time. And uh, then that collapsed in February. And I was like, dude, I'm so done with this. Like, this is back-to-back -back times I've stepped in. Like, I'm all set. And uh, got a text about Bored Apes right after they minted from a friend because he knew I still had some ETH. He was like, what do you think of these at 0.08? I was like, nah, I'm good. And uh, I still have that text. I surface it in the nifty every now and again. Just like, hey, here's a reminder. Like, you're not going to always be hitting everything. Then minted 30 Lazy Lions in August and uh, ended up making a nice little profit on that, but realized how much I spent in gas to do so. And I was like, this doesn't feel sustainable mm -hmm. consumer. So ended up stepping away almost entirely and uh, or en ended up stepping away from ETH and going into Seoul almost entirely shortly after that. Minted Antisocial Robot Club as my first mint shortly in October. And then uh, hit a couple Meerkats and flipped those for right around 40 yeah. Seoul each. And then from there is history. 
love to hear it, dude. Yeah, that's awesome what story. a story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's background that look, I was there for 2017, 2018. I got my first Bitcoin at a thousand bucks. I got my first ETH at a hundred. Like it was a light I thought I was guy. I was aping Litecoin like sub thirty dollars, bro. Oh, bro, crazy. same, dude. Same. I got so much Litecoin, dude. I was in on Cryptopia. I was going ham on Binance Bitrix back in the day, dude. Like I, I was through it all. I thought it was the biggest giga brain ever until uh you know that was the tezos ico like that oh, was dude. the crazy part <laughs> that was dude tezos was nuts i remember everybody saying that was the big ethereum killer and then you had eos too um man good times i don't miss them at all but uh you know it was you felt like the biggest brain ever when you were in that time frame and now you know the nft market it's a bit humbling going through those lessons and um good trading this stuff so I yeah, let's talk about what you're working on now, though, dude. I mean, you you run uh, Solana Made Easy, which is one of the biggest spaces here mm -hmm. in Solana. You're with the Nifty Portal, who are doing great things for NFT and education and everything like that. And you're also working on a project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the project's been uh, in conversation for like three or four months now. Um, and we just finally got to a point where we felt like it was comfortable to start kind of teasing some things out. We've had the ETH side of things. And... They always called me crazy for so long doing Solana. Pio gave me an opportunity to do like two videos a week on it. We were doing like Solana Saturdays and just kind of covering some of that. So they understood that there may be a market for it. And like there's really some crazy videos I still go back and look at. Like I talked about the gods at Eight Soul and was like, man, I love what Frank's doing. Uh, I talked about like Borioku when they were after mm -hmm. mint, like all kinds of wild stuff back, like flashes, nuts to think about. Yeah. And it was a ton of fun. Like I was trading Ethan Soul, heavily involved with the Nifty, who's like a media and content company around crypto and NFTs, like on like what's going on at that time. And we just, they kind of just took a shot. I was making content with them for free just because it was fun. I was still doing my web two job. And then they took me on as a contractor right around, I want to say February of this year. And then a uh, full time as of July. So ton of fun with that. Uh, we do have the ETH side of things. They've now kind of accepted like, okay, Solana's not going anywhere, clearly. <laughs> So let's figure out how to kind of continue to leverage your brand and figure out a way to get people involved. It does like they really, it clicked for a lot of people when step in like the big trigger for most people to be like, Oh wow, you can onboard people without them realizing that there's crypto. It's cheaper. It's yep. easier. It's faster. This makes a lot of sense. This is where mass adoption may actually come into play. Um, mm -hmm. And we had a ton of conversations right after that about like sustainability and where we think it's going to go. And then they were just like, let's build out this vertical if you're open to it. So spun up my own YouTube, spun up a uh, Twitter spaces, kind of mimicking that, but a nighttime show and just going from there, really trying to continue that growth. Got a bunch of plans for some stuff. Really the focus is to continue onboarding and figuring out where stuff goes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No. And that's good. Dorian, what do you have to say yeah. to Easy over here? Cause I, I, Easy, yeah. I love your content, bro. It's, it's always good. You've always been level-headed, but adding in a little mm -hmm. bit of, uh, you know, humor, what you need, like you can't just give straight alpha all the time. Like mm -hmm. hey, you have to reserve at least 10% for some sort of uh, personality traits in there. Right. Yeah. So um, Dorian, what do you got to say? Yeah. He's Yo, first of all, I am nowhere near as OG as both of you. <laughs> I didn't come into crypto till 2020. So I'm still relatively new and like breaking into Solana NFTs, like 
shout out to Cyber Samurai. Of course, that's where I learned a lot of stuff. But shout out to you as well, Easy Man. Like, I used to watch your videos back in the day on the Nifty, and it helped me out a lot just to learn your, like, trading style. I'm like, man, I want to be, like, Easy when I get proficient. But I learned that I'll never be as good of a trader as you because I'm emotional as hell. So <laughs> I'm focused more on, like, mid to long-term plays by, like, trading, dude. You're, like, the best trader on the market, like, Easy. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. It's uh, it's certainly an interesting case here. Um, kind of just getting used to a lot of that too. I, I do think a lot of that comes from like my background with like options trading and high volatility stuff. Cause like the, the emotions is the most yeah. difficult aspect of this, you know, like keeping that out is where I'm really trying to maintain that. Um, and it's a lot of people struggle with that. So like being yeah. cutting losses frequently and, and, and just kind of, and that's really where like my main focus is at almost all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but yeah, man, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And I don't get yeah. me wrong. I still get emotional. Sometimes I still make bad trades all the time. And I more so like look at them and laugh and like figure out ways that I can get better with some of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a great w approach, man. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people don't try to realize it's like, hey, what did I do wrong this time? And how can I improve? And but I, I think that's a key thing that a lot of people should do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, Joe, I you know, I love Joe because Joe was like he reminds me so much of easy in the sense of level headed analysis, mm -hmm. loves to be a part of a community, loves education. Joe, um, how how much have you known of easy going into this? Like, I, I'm curious as, as to your knowledge of easy. Oh yeah. I've, I've known easy for a while. Cause I don't know if people realize, like I've been in this space for a long time, but I've had three Twitters rubbed and each Twitter, you know, was pretty substantial mm -hmm. and they've all been on doc. So like, yeah, I've watched easy's progression and, and growth in this space be uh, just a heartwarming person to hear in the morning on spaces. Like there's so much bullshit out there, man, to have someone that you can really mm -hmm. know is just a good guy. And, and you know what I'm saying? And he's providing a net positive for the space. It's just yeah. so G. So, yeah, man, I'm a big fan of Easy, And and to hear him speak actually now and actually watch him is, is super dope as well to really see him on a personal level. So, yeah, man, big ups to you, brother. Yeah, I absolutely. appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, no, we got we got a lot of people in the comments saying Easy got me started on Soul and Easy's the goat. Yeah. So really, seriously, Mike, for the Soul yeah. ecosystem, before we move on, I appreciate what you do, Easy. Um, and just onboarding, because I think that's such a huge thing, right? Is like the people who are going to onboard the next generation of NFT users. That's what we're trying to do here on Rarefoot Radio and just trying to provide level-headed analysis and, and thoughts on the market. With all of that said, let's get into it because we are in an exciting time right now. 24-hour volume on Magic Eden currently sitting at 136,000 soul. We've been holding 110 at least is like kind of our support right now. And uh, we've just been ranging anywhere from like 110 to 150, depending on what the mint status is. We did have Yukio, which we can talk about in a little bit, but kind of just want your guys' thoughts on the market going forward. We do have like exchange art is popping off right now, obviously with a Boogle auction that just came out. It's it's encouraging to see one of one art still humming along, still making progress. I do think there's a lot of growth there. Uh, we're going to start with Joe. Joe, what are your thoughts on the market right now, uh, specifically the NFT market? Yeah, so my... Th Uh-oh. We lose Joe? think so. Oh, boy. Uh, just so everybody knows, Joe will be coming in and out. He did, uh, he did have some technical issues going into the show, but we'll go with Dorian instead. Yeah. Dorian, where are you at in the NFT market right now? 
Yeah, man, I'm I'm still pretty uh, bullish on it, dude. Like, as long as volume's holding over 100K, I'm fine before I start to uh, flip bearish. I think um, people are starting to finally get in the mint mode. You're starting to see a lot of whitelist uh, coordinators reach out to discords and, like, start doing whitelist giveaways. And I think that's a good sign that, yo, it's like things are about to pop off in that realm. So I, I'm still pretty bullish. I do. I am still waiting till Utes does their reveal because I think whenever that happens, I still uh, I think people are still holding off for that. So liquidity will flow from people taking profits on their Utes and their tubes into other collections uh, after that. So, but yeah, I'm pretty bullish. My sentiment is pretty bullish overall. Check. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Here. Oh, there's Joe. Good, Joe. There's Joe. What's what you got, Joe? I took the headphones off. I always try to get fancy, and I decided to stay <laughs> to my roots here. But no, what Dorian said, I, you know, I echo that for sure. Um, macro, macro lens, you know, doesn't look great still, just from equity standpoint, futures, um, SPX. So I want to be careful with risk on. But if you if you have your capital preservation on point, then you can have some fun in this market, right? 100,000 volume, we're sitting there. There's, there's some solid projects coming to drop. Founders are really working and building. There's, you know, there's money to be made in this market right now. And especially if you you put your head down and you, and you have a, a strict entry and exit for your plays, I think you can be safe and, and make some money here. So, yeah, I'm excited. And like I said, I think September to November, I do think we'll see a rally. And I, and I mean, a macro lens rally before, you know, Pico bottom maybe in December, January. So there's some time still to make money with Solana as well, right? I think that 40 to $50 range is is, is a target. And, yeah, man, we'll, we'll compound some gains and hopefully unload there. And, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. Easy. What do you think about this market right now? You having fun right now? I'm literally trading as we speak. I'm like trying to ape <laughs> things right now. Like the market's flying. We just had Renty Mint in the Wade Friends and Family Pass Mint. So, I mean, I love it right now. Like I think people are also like more understanding at the moment for like, I don't want to say quality because there's still some garbage floating around, you know? Yeah. But it's like people are looking more for like plays that they can actually feel a little bit more comfortable parking a little bit of capital in, maybe not a ton. But um, that's like kind of a big win for me. And so just getting into some of this stuff, man, it's like sustained volume. And we're up about 30K from yesterday too. Yesterday was 101. Uh, and I, I really focus on the volume. Like I'm one of those yeah. people that like keeps an extremely close eye on mm -hmm. analytics, like new signers, new traders, buyers versus sellers, mm -hmm. all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I use analytics every single day. It's like the first thing I do when I get into the market. And that's kind of what lets me make action. So right now seeing 100K sustained, this is the same amount of Solana traded back when we were in the bull in November was between 100 and 160. So like, I don't care about the sole price. It's more the transaction numbers and the total volume of Solana traded. That's like a more bullish indication for me because that shows that liquidity is still flowing. Obviously when Sol's 250, that's a much more lar like larger monetary value. But a lot of the people who were trading back then are still active right now. So for me, I'm like, this is great. I'm totally for this. Um, and seeing that even with Utes kind of going ghost at the moment, is a, such a good sign. Like my thesis back when we almost, we almost dipped sub 30 K. I was like, Holy, Oh my God, man. Like I'm selling everything and getting a job. Like I'm done <laughs> over. This was fun, but it's gone. And uh, now that we finally, it's clear that like my thesis was there's still funds. They're just waiting. Like right now yeah. they want to make sure that they're not just buying garbage. And we had that lull in June. A lot of people travel in the summer. So coming from equities, they say like sell in May and May. And you typically see an uptick in August, September. September can be a little bit bloody, but we actually had a very good September so far. So I'm right now short-term bullish. The merge, I expected to be a bearish catalyst, like a sell the news event, and we got that. 
So some of those things are playing into it. But overall, man, the market feels good. Like there's a lot of new people coming in and seeing the ETH trend this time buying into Utes and not leaving was such a big win. I'm like, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well said, man. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. I, I also, I, uh, I couldn't film my short last night before I went to bed. And I was also like, well, what if it is a bullish act, uh, like activity with, with ETH and I'm just not having any foresight with it. I wish I did, but I don't like falling asleep with any sort of margin trade um, uh, position open. Uh, anything over 3 You don't like especially. waking up emails saying that you got liquidated? Yeah, bro, I did that in 2017, 2018. I remember going on a ski yeah. trip, and it ruined yeah. my entire ski trip. Like I, I, I got into Denver, and I was so upset because I was like this close to liquidation. And I was just like, please rally, please rally. I added lick. I was, dude, I did everything you shouldn't do when it comes to margin trading. And uh, yeah it's very easy to fall down that slope. So um, yeah, I just decided, look, I, it's probably going to short. I, I probably should have just done a one X short, but I just don't like falling asleep with margin open. So um, yeah, that that's kind of my thesis. I I'm loving the fact that the uh, soul ETH, that pair right now looks juicy. Bro, it's been looking said, juicy. My shoulder, bro. Parting <laughs> <laughs> soul ETH, as we speak, I was just about to say, that's crazy. All right. I mean, that's Dude. just, how you know we're on the same path here but no well, you're right soul's holding up actually very well in it depending i mean um in eth pair as well as btc pair as well i mean it's it's holding up pretty well and uh eth and btc both lost our gold fib retracements like our macros over the night and and soul's actually holding its so i mean momentum wise as well i mean and what do you got here's a question for you guys bison you always have the spicy questions but what do you guys think that's a, a testament to? Do you think our little echo chamber is making moves within? Because, I mean, Solana, if you think about it, right, it's I'm, the NFT portion of the ecosystem is what it's for, really, right? Transaction speed, mm -hmm. we're able to capitalize on everything. So do you think our echo chamber really has a, has a reason or a say within this for us holding a bullish sentiment over ETH and BTC at the moment? What do you guys no, think? I I, I honestly think that look, DeFi runs this thing. Like we are, we're in our echo chamber. But like DeFi is the reason Solana is like really humming along, and we're holding stuff. The amount of volume we have is paled in comparison to the TVL that's that's locked up in most of these DeFi pro protocols. So um, I think it's strong. Look, we already retraced so much compared to what ETH and BTC did that it was kind of looking at like, hey, ninety percent. We lost 90% from 250, 260 down to what? It was in the 20s at one point. And that yeah. for me was always like, that's what we saw. Dude, I've been seeing so much uh, comparison uh, to 2017, 2018 Ethereum that we're seeing right now in Solana. So for me, it was like, I would rather DCA in there than try to play anything with Ethereum and Bitcoin. I already have my stash there. I'm not going to try to mess with it. But um no, it, it's always looked, dude, this looked like we're just in our bottom range right now. I've been saying it for a while. I think we're still going to be here for another few months, but yeah. um, that's my two sets. I think we can go up to like 60 or so, but we're just going to keep ranging here for like another half year. And especially with Could the macro lens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It always is. That's always yeah. the worst part. But it, look, if NFTs are doing this thing, then we still have alpha to have here right like even if soul is is 30 60 dude i'm my goal right now is just to stack solana stack that's soul. always been that's it's stack and soul that's all i want to yep. do right now that's all i'm just that's so it. bullish on solana man yeah mm -hmm.
that's a lot of people call me crazy for it because like oh it's centralized of the centralized argument i'm like dude you think a web 2 brand's gonna come into the space for completely decentralization like dude imagine if their like actual treasury wallet got drained and they couldn't do something about it the benefit is you have sbf and ftx kind of huge swings into this yep. and that's not a bad thing it's also like development cycles a lot of people forget when you have private funds development cycles increase at a much faster rate so like those considerations just make me more bullish on this chain. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying like these like soul may be around for a thousand years. Like I'm bullish on a bunch of other centralized chains like Aptos, Sui, HBAR. All those things are smaller tokens that I'm looking at and I'm like, they're partnering with LG, Google, like all, Boeing, like huge brands that like these are where funds are going to go and they feel more comfortable because they could potentially pick up the phone and call customer support, you know? Absolutely. No, yeah. and and it does look like I said. There's ETH comparisons. ETH started out centralized AF, dude. Like it. I mean, it. it you got to start somewhere. It's yeah. just like these these projects and these DAOs, quote unquote. We talked about this last stream, but DAOs are literally just Discord chats and stuff. We don't have the infrastructure to actually yeah. make like a solid DAO. I think Monkey DAO is probably the closest as far as uh, NFT projects go. But dude. There's still so much infrastructure we need to set up before we even have DAOs or have that conversation. Like the world is not ready for Web 2.5, let alone Web 3, like true decentralization. Yeah. So I think it is going to be a slow grind up, but we see the number of validators continue to go up. We see the mm -hmm. uh, ecosystem in general just mm -hmm. continues to churn. And even when we're down 90% from our highs, like that is bullish. And I mean, we're just working on so much stuff that you can't help but be bullish on Solana in general that you know just play it cautiously but i'm my ultimate goal right now is to stack soul like i love nfts yeah. but it's stack and soul right now Stack and soul yes no i agree with you both it's like i'm bullish on uh uh the the solana phone being announced to me was one of the most bullish things it's like that to me will push adoption quicker than a lot of these other change it's like if you want to get people using your platform give them a phone and let them interact with dApps in a way that they don't know they're using it and that's going to push adoption real quick yeah I, I think so. Just opening it up for developers is, is good. And, you know, eventually it will be like a, a background thing. Like I, I expect my grandma to be able to use Solana without her even knowing it's Solana. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's the real bull case there. So I, I just don't see it with Ethereum um, or some of these other smart contract platforms. Uh, mm -hmm. Soul just seems like it has the clearest path forward. But um, any closing uh, points or arguments we want to make before we move into some of these other projects and notes that we have? No, nothing for me, man. I, I, I could talk about this conversation forever. Oh, I could too. <laughs> I could too. But I know Easy is on a timeline and and we do have some other points to get into because everybody comes for NFTs right now. So um, with all that said, guys, oh, look, we've been bullish on Cyber Samurai for forever. It's nice to see, bro. We, we've been saying too that we're curating a community that um, just has like some of the best people in it. And when you have the best people in it and they're telling the best people they know, uh, to join a community, it's starting to grow from a tight knit small community to something that's a little bit bigger in size. Uh, we've seen a little run up from it. I'm not going to talk too much about it because you can check the charts, but we did run up about 35% over the day. Yep. We're at about seven soul right now. I do still think, look, Lotus Gang is my my equivalent right here. Like if Lotus Gang did it right there, then uh, with Lily and everything like you that. You were so early on Lotus Gang. Yeah, yeah. It was nice, dude. It was, uh, man, I remember Shake called it out in the weekly FOMO, and I'm not sure if he's in right now, but he was saying, like, Lotus Gang, 1.5 or something yeah. like that. You need to be buying this. And I didn't buy until 7, and I was like, why did I wait so long? I was like, I'm probably buying the Pico Top, and we're still running up. So I'm, I'm currently trying to sell it off because 
my thesis is with Lotus Gang. There is going to be a 10K collection with Lily. Lotus Gang gets 4,000 spots. I think I'm going to play the risk and like just take profits because, again, we're trying to stack soul right here. Um, and I'm happy to be wrong on this. It could run up. I do trust Bungeal and, and uh, the whole Lotus Gang team. But I, I think if it's a 10K collection and you only get 4K whitelist spots or whatever like that, I might as well just try to play secondary and take profits. Um, it's about a 3X for me right now. Uh, so I have it listed. And hopefully it sells and we can rotate those profits into something else that's going to continue its run. But um, yeah, kind of want to get your thoughts on that. We'll go with easy first. Easy. What do you think about uh, some of these OG projects starting to run up that were undervalued before? We see it with Cyber Samurai. We see it with Lotus Gang. Yeah, man. So I talked about this the other day. Uh, someone was asking like, what's going on with Soul? Like, how do you feel about it? And I'm like, the projects that have managed to stick around and actually kind of survive and show that like they're not going anywhere and still doing the right things are the ones that are going to get rewarded. And clearly we're now seeing that. So for me, it's like the market may be shifting and we may be getting a bunch of volatility and these projects that have delivered anything at this point is the biggest value, you know? Mm -hmm. So like now that we're seeing Lotus Gang, we're seeing all kinds, like there's a bunch of other projects too that I'm just like becoming more and more bullish on. Anybody's was one that I completely let slip under the radar and they're 40 soul floor, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, they were 14 yesterday. So people are kind of like opening their eyes to some of this. D-Gods at 8 soul back in December was nuts. Galactic Geckos from 2 to 30. Like yeah. all these projects that have survived, have there's a lot more value in that. So like even if the floor is struggling at times, just keep the head down and focus on the mission and it's, you're going to get rewarded. And we're seeing it. Like I've shilled the hell out of Cyber Samurai. I love Shake. I, I hold them. I'm never selling those. It's one of those things. Just because like I like to bet on people and people that are good people. Mm -hmm. And he's like he checks every box. So for me, that's one of those plays that like I will support that project until the end of time at this rate. And I have no issue doing so because like I just have conviction in people and what they're trying to do and what they do for the space. Yeah. For sure. No, it, it, it's that. a good bet. It's a good bet for sure. We also have a great bet over here, Dorian, undervalued right now. But uh, <laughs> Dorian, obviously Keep you're going. involved with, with Cyber Samurai. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about what you can divulge with Cyber Samurai and what yeah. your thought process is with some of these OG projects. Yeah, just to let full transparency, I am the community manager for Cyber Samurai, and I do own a significant portion of Cyber Samurai. Uh, I've been purchasing them for a while now, back when they were below zero, they were 0.4 soul. So I've been just been accumulating like constantly. So to, to say the least, I'm extremely bullish on this project. And uh, Shake had some personal stuff to deal with. And uh, the first time I really like talked about Cyber Samurai on the show was on Tuesday, because I just had my meeting with him Monday night about what we have going forward. And man, honestly, it's it's gets it has me extremely bullish and everybody within the community uh, kind of has a hint about what's coming. And that's why we saw a lot of things within our ecosystem pumping. We saw the primary collection come up like what, 30 percent. We saw Sush, which was an airdrop pump from I think it did uh, at least a 10x within a week. And then also the recent announcement today, which I think more projects should adopt, is the ability to give royalties to sub trade DAOs. Um, I don't think a lot of projects have has done that. And I think it's pretty revolutionary that we're able to do it. Not only are we giving them royalties, we're giving the majority of the royalties. So holders of that trade have actual incentive to like help build this DAO out to make it something and actually has liquidity to do it. Yeah. So there's a lot of things coming. I can't say a lot publicly, publicly, but 
I can say that everything we do in Cyber Samurai is seeking to provide value back to our holder. And as long as you have a Cyber Samurai, you'll never regret it. But besides like that, just uh, besides Cyber Samurai in the greater OG sense of things, it's like, yeah, it's easy summed it up perfectly. It's like the market is rewarding those holders who's who stuck around this long, who wasn't doing a slow rug, who's actually been building. And guess what? It's like nobody expects these projects to be perfect. And people have bumps along the way. It's like something natural in a space that's constantly developing at the speed of light. But it's like those people are being rewarded. And um, we saw this with Lotus Gang. Uh, anybody's came out of nowhere. Cyber Samurai starting to get some love. And I, I think this will continue to trickle out from projects that are uh, have been existing. And like as we've been talking about Bison, Bubble Goose, and I still think Catalina's are there too. Betting on solid founders is easy said, and what I always repeat constantly throughout this show is the be best thing you can do in this space. And betting on the founders of Catalina Wells and Bubble Goose are two of the easiest bets, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I completely agree. Yeah, it just it's one of those things that people have such short sights that they don't see somebody. I, I've mentioned uh, you know six projects that I, I think are undervalued right now as far as my bags go, and I. I gave full disclosure on that and somebody mentioned they're like yeah bubble goose that's a slow rug and i was like yeah i can't believe they didn't release like three full episodes or three full seasons of of a funny animated show mm -hmm. in three months how dare they you know yeah. it's it's one of those that's like a dude it's a medium term hold for me i'm mm -hmm. gonna accumulate it's under mint right now and i'm fine holding mm -hmm. it i do think catalina is yep. a great one but I'm going to get into my thoughts on some of those like blue chip, mid chips um, in a little bit. I kind of want to hear from Joe because he recently entered the dojo. So, Joe, I kind of want to hear from you. Like, what are your initial thoughts on the dojo, what we're building with Cyber Samurai? Because I, I think it's good to have like newcomer perspective yes. on it. So, yeah, um, initially. So before I bought in, I just listened to Shake and I would hear him speak in spaces. I spoke to him in DMs multiple times personally. And I I just liked him as a person and how he how he carries himself and just morals and values and ethics align with me. So after that, I said, okay, cool, who's the team? And then the team are like two of my biggest homies in the space. And I'm like, all right, what are they actually doing now in the ecosystem? So I, I bought one Cyber Sam just to plunge in and see what was going on that it was the day of the new path protocol which is literally the most seamless coolest experience i've ever had with passive staking doesn't leave your wallet but it has you're, you're immersed in this great ecosystem leaderboards and you can see every it's just the ui ux is so dope and and, the, and then you have the art which is just it stands alone front facing and it's just it's just crisp and clean and all the skins mm -hmm. even the commons look awesome so like you just see all these things and then you realize, oh man, they dropped Sush, airdrop to them. They have these comic, they have legendaries. And it's just like, it's a vast ecosystem that's well thought out that I don't think people even get to know because the the holders don't care about really spilling the beans because they just want time to accumulate for themselves, which is <laughs> hilarious, you know, like, which is really cool to see as well. So, I mean, there's only like 170 some listed out of what, 5K? So, I mean, yeah, it just shows you a lot of diamond hand fisting going on pause but no all, all jokes aside um, all jokes aside man this is i the, the the community i mean the the group twitter is amazing i mean that's the coolest thing in the world i would buy a just to have that to rock in there you know what i'm saying it's just so the community's awesome the art's awesome and the utility in my opinion is amazing so it checks my three boxes the founders in the in the in 
what Shake is building, like the infrastructure by getting Dorian a community manager and then really taking time to hire the next two people out that are, you know, vetted. I mean, it's just they're taking time treating it like a real business as you should as a founder. So, yeah, man, I couldn't be even more bullish on, on Cyber Sam's truly. Yeah. Yo, Bison, before you jump in, I appreciate an outsider perspective, Joe. It's like definitely means a lot to me as a community manager because it's like regardless of where we're at, I'm always trying to improve, Doug. Um, but just for Alpha for you guys, it's that Shake's pretty talking to some pretty big names that are interested in Cyber Samurai in Solana right now. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's definitely something you want to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah, that, the names are are something. So I'm I'm very excited to see what's next for for Cyber Sam's. Um, it's nice to have Shake back. Uh, for those who don't know, he was traveling literally across country. So like, yeah, he was out of pocket for a little bit. It's nice to see this pump was basically community driven. Like, you know, Shake is finally back in his seat, and he's like, dude, if this is the pump, like, we're just gaining momentum at the right time because I'm about to take the helm again, and we're just gonna ride this thing out. So. I'm done sh uh, shilling Cyber Samurai. One thing Joe did forget, and I'm not sure if he explored it yet, but the Dojo DB alerts have been a godsend for me. It's what one is of those that? Oh, dude, yeah, those are price al price alerts. If you go to dojodb.com, sign in with your wallet that has a SAM in it. You can actually customize price alerts. They are the no fastest way. price alerts in the West. Um, right. Yeah, it's really hard to find price alerts. I didn't Seriously. even know this, yeah. but like, it is so hard to find price alerts. But how does and it ping you? Um, right. so, so you can choose. You can yeah. choose. You can yeah. get it on Slack, your phone, Discord, and no way. Telegram. Yep. And yeah. you get access with a samurai. You just gotta connect your wallet. Yeah, yeah. No you get way. lifetime That's access. Cool. I, so yeah, they'll they'll probably have like a subscription model or something like that in the future. Okay. Um, not for Sam's though. We're no, good. Not for Sam's. Yeah. So Sam's have lifetime. So um, it is it is awesome. I do love getting that that daily telegram message just to kind of show me my watch list before I even log into hello moon or anything like that so um yeah that's the last thing i'll show with sam's i do want to talk real quick before we go to our next point we did talk about hiring um you know with sam's we got two new people on there people don't talk about catalina and we'll tie it back into the last spot they just hired four people i think most of them are women too which is really good i like seeing more women into the nft it gives like a yeah. uh like a perspective that look nft users mostly are male like it is a real thing if we really want to bridge that gap um hey we got to have some female perspective in how we can onboard mm -hmm. you know a wide variety of people uh they have quietly been building i i have this feeling that catalina is going to blow us away once they oh, um yeah. really because dude though you're talking to uh, like carlo and and michael ross are both big names and they're laying their yeah. name down on the line for what like yeah. that the money that they make from this is paled in comparison to you know what they could make as mm -hmm. you know talent uh acquisition specialists i mean they found martin garrix and everything like that and i gotta go through their mm -hmm. resume but uh if, if they really wanted to like why would you rug and put your name like your doc's name on the line mm -hmm. if you weren't building something special and we already saw it with bubble goose and unfortunately it minted at literally the worst day ever like the worst mm -hmm. day you could not have picked a worse day to mint bubble goose that has seven soul mint like God bless them. If they had released in April around that OK Bears time, they would have been praised. It would have been at like 100 soul. But, they, you know, that's that is you just take it with the market. So I kind of want to hear from you guys. We've seen a lot of talent acquisition um, easy when it comes to seeing names like that. Why doesn't the market respond as well? Because I haven't seen enough people talk about like people building actual teams. Yeah, so I, I kind of like the question, to be honest. It's like, I think the space is still so young at the moment. 
that when it's like a non-Web3 native, a little bit of reservation on it. It's like one of those things like, oh yeah, you can't come into the space because you haven't grown with us. You haven't been through the mud. Like you're just coming here to yeah. cash grab, all that fun stuff. And that's kind of where there is that negative connotation, which for me, I, I think it's almost the opposite. Like I really enjoy new people who want to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm not very pro people stepping into the space and immediately launching a project. It's like, Serve your time, trade, get into some communities, get active, learn a little bit, and then right. sure, let it fly and see what you can do here, you know, or even become a part of a project. Like I like people who come into the space and try to get onboarded into new things, which is what I think Bubble Goose and actually doing a great job of yeah. is like you see some of these things. That's crazy. And like who yes. else is doing that? You know, yes. Seth Green went on yes. and was on Bubble Goose space. Like that's really cool to me. Because these people yeah. have connections clearly. And I mean, mm -hmm. I do for transparency have five bubble goose right now. I don't hold any whales. I just kind of threw them in a, in a locker and forgot about them type thing. Cause yep. I'm just comfortable holding that. Cause I yep. know that like George and the team over on the whales, uh, I did like an, they asked me to do like an AMA and kind of pepper them with questions on one of their spaces, their whale Wednesdays. And I was like, I love the idea. I've never been asked to come up and try to fudge you guys publicly and kind of mm -hmm. poke holes in what you're doing. And it was a really cool conversation. And when a project is open to that, and yep. the space for you to come up and lead the conversation. I was like, yep. like for once I'm excited for that. I picked up the bubble gooses that day. Didn't want to throw the kind of the load at the whales. So I got a variety of more holding on the cheaper asset for similar ecosystem mm -hmm. play. But it, yep. it's for me, it's like, that's where the bigger issue is, is there's that hesitation and reservation from people on the outside stepping in and almost overstepping where there's some, for some reason, some negativity on it. And I get it to an extent. But at the same time, I want more people in the space. I want the space mm -hmm. to be as big as it possibly can. And we're going we're gonna to face the negativity of it. We're going to face people who are cash grabbing and kind of driving some negatives. Um, and it's how we pivot from that. How do we learn? And I think that's why there's still some pushback there because it felt like they were stepping in right after the Bears Mint, launching a seven soul collection, which is crazy price at the time. And that's where they caught some of that, that flack. But overall, I think as the space progresses, we're going to see more positives kind of continue to be driven there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very well, said. well said. Very well said. Uh, let's go over to you, Dorian, real quick. Yep. Um, you know, like, why why don't we value teams as much? I actually love that. Um, I, and I want to say this real quick, but, you know, Carl Jones decided, like, he didn't launch it himself. And I think this is what's yep. bullish to me, is he actually went to Wagme Beach and was like, and they sought him out yep. too. And there was yep. like, hey, you already have, like, the Web3 experience. You mentioned Catalina. They actually got Shake's help with some of yes. the stuff, too. And so, like, yes. just seeing, mm. like, people not afraid to ask for help, like, hey, how do I step into this space? For me, that's super bullish. Like, you are willing to admit that, hey, I want to get into the space. I love the proposition and the ethos that this space brings, but I need somebody to help guide me so I do it right. Um, why aren't people valuing that much, Dorian? I want to hear from you. So the, in my opinion, man, it's like, I'm honestly glad that people don't value founders as much because they begin to value them when their announcements come out and they pump my bags. So it's completely fine that, and that's where my edge is. I find undervalued projects with solid founders and I've become super profitable doing that. And I'm going to continue to do so. But this market is so focused on what's going to make them liquidity at this moment is that it's not that they don't care, is that it's not making them money fast enough. We can use this as an example with D-Gods. Frank announced two to three months in advance how much dust would how much dust would require to mint a Ute or a Duppy at the time. Guess what happened? Dust ranged in that dollar range for by two months. Guess what I was doing? Accumulating. And guess what I knew everybody else was going to do last minute? Buy dust at the top. So it's just like just simple things like that. It's like not fading the market in the sense like, hey, it's like you guys should just value teams a bit more to 
and have a longer term set of thinking by just trying to get immediate liquidity. Now, in terms of bullishness on the, the Catalina and Bubble Goose's team is that, uh, as you just mentioned, Bison, Shake was advised Catalina to help them launch. So Catalina went to somebody who was already well known in the space so they can have a successful launch. Boom. Not only that, the experience that Catalina has is top tier. And I would argue they are probably some of the best connected people that you're ever going to find on Seoul. Do you really think that they're going to risk their reputation to launch a project that's not going to be successful? They believe in the future of Solana and they want to build an IP company before everybody else does. Because guess what? When this thing does go mainstream, where are other media companies going to look? They're going to look to them. So they're like for going short-term game for God knows what potential profit in the future. Their first collection launch was Bubble Goose. Catalina has been very vocal about wanting to create an animated series. Oh man, the first project that launched is someone who has so much experience creating animated shows. It's just like, I'm not a rocket scientist, but man, it's like, come on, dude. It's like, all this is clearly laid out. It just needs a bit, little bit of time. It's like the experiences that Catalina and Bubble Goose will be able to provide holders would be even able to rival Board 8 Yacht Club. Like, it, no shot, dude. No shot. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, bro. I love the passion. Um, Joe, I know that at one point, I remember seeing a tweet. You were on the edge with Catalina. I don't think you ever bought or not. I'm curious to see. Like from an outsider perspective, because I know Easy doesn't own one. I know Dorian doesn't own one. I do own one and I bought like I didn't buy the absolute Pico top. But man, I wish I had sold right before uh, Bubble Goose dropped and I should have seen what happened with Soul. And that's OK. Learning point. But Joe, I want to hear from you um, kind of what made you. Did you ever buy and what made you hold back? So, yeah, I actually did. I bought a whale and I was actually grandfathered in for the like the the period where you could try, it was like first come first serve. And I ended up minting a bubble goose. My friend had a note at the time. So I was able to finagle some things around and, and get a bubble goose. I did sell the whale at a, about a 15 soul loss. Cause I bought it at the Pico top and I sold it. Like, cause I saw the trajectory. I was like, all right, I can already tell just off a of sentiment. I don't care how hard the team worked. Just the, the, the immature investors paradigm that we deal with in this space. You've got to be, you got to be wary of that and you have to keep mental stop losses for your projects as well. Right. And, and to me, right. It, like if that's your money, your capital, like that's your capital, you're not adding anything more to the space. Sometimes it sucks, but you got to compound that loss into a better win. And that's what I did at the time. And I'm actually looking for a re-entry into bubble goose, not whales per se. Um, but I think bubble goose is more of my entry point, right? It's a little bit less risk for me to the reward ratio. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm bullish on the team. I, I know, sir, uh, who's sir, what's his, who's the founder, sir? Uh, it's Michael Ross George. Yeah, Michael uh, is, George. Is, I think that's his, it's Mr. Free, uh, three first names is what he calls himself. So yeah, it's, he does have three first names. Um, so yeah, I mean, he obviously has insane connections. Like you guys said, it's Seth yeah. on there. Like, I mean, that alone, you can't fade. If you're going to invest money into the market where you're not going to touch it and not think about it. You got to go these routes, right? And this is another solid team to look at, like Tayo and these other plays where you can really just put it in a locker, like Easy said, you know? Yeah, I I, yep. I would agree with that. No, it. so this kind of brings me to my next point, and it, it leads well into the one after that as well. I'm, I'm kind of changing my thesis. I know, look, I know some of you guys bought blue chips. So like Joe just recently bought um, some Tayo. Uh, Dorian, we, we got Utes. So, I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, easy. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Part of me is changing my 
investment thesis to not buy blue chips right now. Yeah. Uh, the reason being is one, I, I do like multiples. That's why I'm in NFTs is because I see multiples with some of these smaller projects. But two, part of me is thinking like, what if Soul rips tomorrow? What if Soul goes straight to $100 or $200? And then like, do we see those blue chips holding their value? Do we see some of these lower projects holding their value? Or obviously you want to be sidelined and sold. Like I kind of want to hear your thoughts on buying blue chips right now. And we'll go with easy first. Yeah. So to be honest with you, I did buy an OK Bear two weeks ago and I sold it for a loss. I should have sold it on the pump to 80. Uh, I, I just, I hated the welcome packs that they delivered. And that's one of those things from like a, a blue chip standpoint. I, it's still early for them to be considered that, but price action wise, they fit that, that narrative, yeah. that kind of range. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I could do more with that liquidity in the current market than parking it there. So I do have like some long-term holds that at this point I've gotten their cost basis down to almost zero, if not zero for most of them. And that's why I'm comfortable putting them there. Cause like if there's ever a massive liquidity crunch, I could liquidate and still be totally fine. But the idea aside from that is like staying liquid with soul right now is my bigger goal. Cause I think I can do more damage in the market with it. Yep. Um, and just, that's kind of like purely what it is at the moment. I yep. think longer term, there's still so much potential upside. A lot of these projects, but finding that you're going to have a lot more opportunity to enter maybe at a lower Solana range, but similar USDC range which I think a lot of people overlook. Like I get one soul equals one soul, but at the end of the day, I still value increasing that Solana exposure and figuring out where I can extend that. Like if that USD value is the same, my goal is to have more soul tomorrow than I had today. And that lets me get in at a better entry on those assets. Well said. No, I, well I'm, said, kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat with that. Um, let's go with Joe next because I, I Joe, I'm, I'm in the camp where like I've never had so much FOMO into a blue chip. Oh, Joe's joining us on video. Yo, let's on, go. Joe? Um, <laughs> yo, so Joe, I, I kind of want your opinion on this because I've never felt more FOMO uh, for a blue chip right now than Tayo. For some reason, yep. there's just something yeah, right. screaming to me that like yeah. Tayo is going to Same, like, absolutely not, rip. Yeah. Um, and it, it just it is a visceral feeling that I'm yep. like, dude, I really don't want blue chips. And then like the counterpoint to me, the devil on my shoulders, like we haven't even hit the ETH multiples yet, right? And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. well, do we hit the ETH multiples or do we rip up first and then we hit the ETH multiples because we have $250 Solana, $1,000 Solana, right? Like, is that when we hit the ETH multiples? So, um, Joe, I kind of want to hear your opinion on Tayo, why you decided to buy now and and yeah. what your plan is with it. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, you what you guys say said I would echo hardcore. My position's a little bit different. I've, I've made a lot of Solana in this space. I have a lot of it staked. A lot of it comes undone in epochs, and then I kind of go, like, do, do I want to stash this? Do I want to restate? So my my entry into Tayo is for two, two reasons. I had a bunch of soul sitting around, and I was just going to restake it for the 6 to 7%, but I decided, you know what? Let me use this as an investment. And I treat mm -hmm. these teams like market caps, just like I trade BTC, ETH, Soul. And I look mm -hmm. at, you know, yeah, you can compound a smaller gain in Tayo still for sure. And it might be safer, right? The market cap, it's like going with ETH instead of, uh, you know, uh, a smaller market cap uh, altcoin. So mm -hmm. that's my theory right now is that I have Solana. I'm not going to put it into USDC and only I'd either restake it or try to compound it. And even if I compound it 40%, in the next year, I'm happy because I'm getting graphite, I'm getting IDOs, I'm getting all these different things that are coming around with the ecosystem itself. So to me, 
the the risk to reward is there because this soul, this soul even if they drop a little bit to me isn't the end of the world i'm looking i'm looking for that startup right silicon valley yep. early in and this might be it and it might not but that you know it's how i'm separating my eggs at the moment yeah yeah okay that makes sense dorian i know you are a tile yep. holder yeah. um i i kind of want to hear your plan now that you have been a longer term tile holder um yeah what what your goal is with it what you're trying to accomplish um, I'm going to hold, honestly, until I, we see how Graphite does. I, I'm bullish on uh, Tom. He's been one of the tech leaders in this space, uh, like, back a while ago. He's one of the people that developed the first staking platform. That doesn't sound too impressive these days, but back in the day, yeah, that's pretty intense. <laughs> Even now, and he's, like, still, he had the unbottable marketplace. We know that had a little bit of issues yesterday. But at the same time, his ability to develop, develop tech that can help scale the ecosystem should not be underestimated. And when the bull market comes around and tile holders are getting top tier whitelists of these projects that can easily pay off a, a tile during a bull cycle, Jesus, how much money do people mint just or make just minting and flipping projects if they have whitelists? They make a ton. Um, so that on top of graphite, on top of additional future airdrops, dude, it's like just holding a tile will pay you back in itself. So I'm bullish on tile because of that. So me picking up this blue chip at its current value, it's still undervalued if graphite succeeds. So that's why I pick up this blue chip over, over other projects because the multiples are still there in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can get on board with that. So, I can Dorian, what is that. your tile exposure? Yeah. I'm curious. I, I hold yeah. two infants. Um, yeah. I've been holding them forever. Just like Solid. that's one of the ones I tucked away mm -hmm. uh, a long dude, time ago. Sleeper, because what they're coming out for with infants, especially with this graph graphite and rev share, rev share is going to be added as well to infants. And, dude, three to one, they're saying three to one, but I, I, I think it's going to be more like two to one. Just yeah. because of the entry point for people, it, it, they're going to go. And when they go, they're going to go. And I, I, I do think infants are one of the biggest sleepers. Like if you have 50, 60 soul, like is a good, it, that's a chunk, man. A lot of people don't have that. But if you do have that and want to, that's a, that's delayed gratification, right? There's not much yeah. to it. You just yeah. hold My it. favorite trade is that, bro. The secondary collections or associated yeah. collections. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when anybody's ran, right. I aped the take Keith drop at like four or five soul because i was like there's lagging trades that are associated and that's where i that's like probably my best trading strategy is i look for those scrap is a great opportunity like yep. i wish I d gods had a secondary collection because that would have been the one i sprinted to when i saw them yeah. taking off so yep. smart that's such a yep. i mean that, that's slept on right there that point you just made man and that's an easy it's 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 easy almost it's like it's given to you in a way but it's hard to take it because the the, the delayed gratification aspect you're not getting anything right right up front with them most of the time you got to wait but you know they'll be there if the team's solid so man great point easy okay yeah, yeah. Easy. Having, two, having two infants is solid dude like like Joe was saying, it's like they're saying it's a three to one ratio of graphite distribution, but it's probably going to be more than two to one. So having two Tayo infants is about as equivalent as holding the Gen 1 at this point. And not to shield myself for anybody who out there who's curious about the Tayo ecosystem, I made a whole 30 minute YouTube video that explains every aspect of it, that it talks about entry points depending on your size of liquidity. So it's like it'll run down everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's a good video, too. I mean, it does it. He was the reason that I ended up buying scrap because we actually had a talk on like, is scrap moving one to one to graphite? And if so, like, is it just going to be a worthless token? I just want to know right now. Um, even a catalyst for it was like, dude, if dust is running up because of duppies, therefore 
scrap's gonna run because of pilots because pilots. it is minting and yes. scrap so that was like dude it was another one of those trades dorian that we just like simultaneously looked at each other like this is not this, this easy right this is not yeah. this easy and it was so um yeah i'm i'm out i'm actually looking to re-enter um scrap at some point uh because i do think what we we're just testing waters right now um mm -hmm. somebody was asking if this uh what is a good entry for scrap not financial advice. None of this is financial advice on this video. We have to disclaim that. Um, right now, around this $1 mark is like, look, it, it looks like bullish action to me. Um, I, this is going to be where I start buying in. But we always say DCA here. Like if you're second guessing, especially on something that has gone up already, like, dude, you don't have to throw in 100% of the bag that you were going to throw in on it right now. Like just save some for the side and um, you know, if it goes down, you can dollar cost average. If it goes up, great. Use that liquidity somewhere else. Like it doesn't matter. You have exposure. So, um, yeah, I, I was asking you guys, please stop sharing alpha. I haven't bought an infant yet because if I am going into the Tayo ecosystem, it's going to be through, um, God, I don't want to say it's going to be through infants. That sounds so wrong. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's going to be through incubators. It's going to be through gen two. Um, yeah. So that's the proper way to word that. Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be through gen two. So, um, we are, uh, dude, oh my goodness, we're getting the bots on YouTube. Uh, so moving <laughs> forward, we we need to talk about Tayo's Launchpad because I actually, look, yep. for the little hiccup it had, it had a little front-end attack, and dude, they nailed it with the, uh, like, one, the PR. They came out and literally said, like, hey, we understand there's some hiccups. This is what we're going to do to adjust it. They came yeah. out with a solution so quick. Like, Tom was like, hey, <laughs> we're going to come out with mini games, which I think is kind of fun in order to yeah. unlock the mint. And that'll prevent yep. the front end attack happening. Uh, so just having something and kind of being two yeah. steps ahead of the market or at least reacting so quick uh, yeah. is, I mean, that's the reason I'm like, dude, I want to tie. I've never had so much yep. FOMO yep. until I saw that. And then on top of that, they now have a uh, rev share where they're coming out like, hey, we have a sustainable model. We're looking to make 500K uh, this yep. month and we're going to distribute like a thousand to 1500 soul a month. And yep. it's going to be a per month period, most likely. Yep. Like, dude, what a business plan. Like I, I yeah. it's, it's coming to me and I'm like, dude, why, why do I have so much FOMO right now? I never get FOMO these and days, but I want to tie It's not the, the shiny play either. And we know no, in our, no. there's going to be time still because it's just not the shiny play. And until it is, and it's until yeah. it's that FOMO reaction point, I mean, but I think you're good, boys. I think, I think you'll be all right for an entry. I think you don't need to rush yourself. Um, I think that range will be there for you for sure. And guess yeah. what? A lot of people OTC them cheap too, bro. You can find them all the time. People, you know, birth them for free and they, they sit on them and they use them as liquidity. So just let me know. And um, yeah, we can make it happen. Um, yeah. So yeah. I kind of want your thoughts on, uh, let's start with easy first on how did you happen to get a mint or anything for that for uh, Ukayo, I think is what it's called. Yes. Uh no. So I submitted my whitelist late. So that was dumb oh, on my no. part. Um submitted oh, my no. whitelist late. Yeah. Ended up buying 15 of them pre-reveal for I think it was like five average. I'd have to check. Sold all of them yesterday and today. Seven to eight range. So on that nice little run up, we found bodies in like a top three hundred rank one. Um, and, and there was three trade one, which was like an 11 floor. So got out of all those, made a nice little flip on them. I'm still mm -hmm. bullish on them. Like I know Cozy's doing the marketing for them and I don't fade Cozy. That man is on it. Um, he's giving me some fire alpha with a bunch of.
So knowing he was associated, I was like, perfect. Let's start too. So yeah, I made a nice little trade on those. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can get behind that uh, for sure. Dorian, did you happen to mint? Yeah. Joe, we'll go after you. Uh, yeah, so with Ukaigo and that, uh, fun fact, um, any project Tile launches from their launch pad, holders of infants in Gen 1s are able to buy whitelist spots in scrap. Uh, so it goes to uh, another incentive to have a Tile or infant. So, um, But no, uh, honestly, I don't really chase mints or participate in mints too much. The, it's way too busy for me. It's like you need to really like easy. I know this is your bread and butter, man, and you kill it. But I'm like on the complete opposite of the spectrum. I usually wind up people's exit liquidity on mints. So <laughs> I, I don't really mess around with mints too much. It's like I like to scope out the project when everybody's not talking about it and then pick it up at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, I kind of did. Did you happen to mint or anything like that? And how was your experience if you did? Yeah, I grabbed. I grabbed it from I was the alpha just popping and tie up and i luckily had the whitelist link drop when i was in there i grabbed one for 20 scrap or 22 scrap something like that and i sold at like seven soul instantly i auto auto listed um and i actually just got um i, I didn't even realize i had whitelist and tom posted the link for renting and i was able to um, mint one but the tps was shit and i probably could have got more but yeah man i mean just tie, I think it's going to be one, one step at a time for Tayo. This launch fad, people are going to, you know, they're, they're they're getting the biggest name guys coming in the space, and they're, and they're looking at Tayo's launch pad and so so forth. Just as the marketplace is on this on the secondary, I think people are forgetting about that as well. But yeah, man, I'm super bullish on holding Tayo just for the incentives of the mints, like Dor said. I think that people sleep on that, like Blocksmith and Tayo when when the yes. bull comes back. Is going to be yes, huge. Dog. Yeah, I I can get behind it. No, it, it is. Look, if if bull runs coming back, you know those those NFT projects that have launch pads or rev share or a token that is tied into the launch pad somehow with forge and scrap, aka dust or uh, graphite. Eventually, them. I yeah. think there is definitely a bull case for it, and I think there's going to be multiples to it. So, um, no, I'm. I, I am curious to see. It looks like minting went pretty well for everybody. Uh, Manny sliding into my DMs with uh, some Soulport Tom Alpha, of course. Uh -oh. uh, man doesn't stop shilling Tayo, but yeah, he does. Uh, he he sent me over a message from from Tom. Um, haven't done the math yet, but a, a, a mint every day since Friday generated a hundred thousand for the company and fifty thousand for the affiliates um, in a week. So for me, that is just another one of those things where. Look, you're building a sustainable business model, um, at, or at least somewhat sustainable. You do have to depend on like what the market is doing, right? So I don't want to call it fully sustainable because well, if the market's back to 30k volume, then like we don't have that bullishness anymore. So, but Tayo's not fully dependent, and that's the thing that's coming in with Graphite. It's not they're not fully dependent on being a launchpad. They're offering uh, SaaS services where people can yes. utilize their tools that they create, which will make them sustainable. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good call, Dor. I, I mainly was talking about the the launchpad aspect, but yes, you are absolutely right there. Look, Tom's just a smart mf -er, dude. Um, I, I, you want exposure to it somehow. If you can't afford a Tayo, I know a lot of people like 40 sold. Actually, I think it's like 48 right now sold for a Gen 2. Maybe too steep for you. Maybe not enough liquidity on hand in order to grab it. Uh, scrap is probably the best play mm -hmm. right now. If you can afford some oil, maybe that's a good play too. But um, I think after he said that this is his last collection, 
Um, yeah. I mean, he's going to be airdropping some stuff, I'm sure. So just, you know, I think scrap is the safest play. It's more liquid and everything like that. But, um, you know, just play accordingly. So, um, yeah, let's, I mean, we talked about the rev share. I think it's crazy. I, they already rejected, like, as a, as a DAO, basically. They put it up for a vote and rejected, like, a payout to reinvest into the, the platform. I'm bullish on a community that does that and says like, yo, a two soul payout isn't that much. Like I'd rather just reinvest it back into the ecosystem and get more marketing and stuff out uh, yeah. to compound those gains. Mm -hmm. um, um, so is also incentivizing, right? People using creator um, fee marketplaces. Like, um, you know, if you go and buy gen one from ME, you'll get two top two pilot whitelist and if you buy three infants you get two so like they're incentivizing it as, as well so i don't they like actually show that they care a bit um which is cool as well so it's little nuances like that yeah for sure no so we got two more topics before we get into kind of our alpha corner i know easy has about like 30 minutes i'm trying to get them out in 15 minutes top so um <laughs> let's talk about uh gmers real quick gmers is the quote unquote the biggest dow that has been formed yet um you know, it's a 50,000 collection. So part of me loves seeing this from the sidelines, just kind of staying back and like, look, mm -hmm. 50,000 is a large collection. We haven't seen, Utes was big at 15K. This tripled it, over tripled it. So I um, I was curious to see it from the sidelines. I know we had a lot of alpha on it and the dojo and everything in between. Jay Shep has been uh, killing it with these degen mints. But yeah, it, it's one of those things where I just, I, I wrote a thread on it. Like I always look at unique holder coefficient. Um, I don't know if you guys look at that as well uh, on the analytics side, but I like to see. So unique holders divided by collection size, right? If it's over 0.3, that's pretty good. I usually proceed with it um, over 0.5. That is a strong community. We've shaken out a lot of whales and stuff like that. So for me that, I don't know if you guys, I want your thought process on it, how you thought about GMers. I basically said 0.6 is like, Dude, what a run up. If you got profit, great. But I would wait until that unique holder count goes up before I would want to enter into it because I do think it's a fun, cool project. I've said fun is the new meta. Um, mm -hmm. Let's kick it over to Dorian first. Dorian, what do you think about yeah. the unique holder coefficient? And uh, do you have any thoughts on GMers? Man, I think GMers just fitting within the meta right now, man. I think it was a good play. It's like we saw ABC rock off this uh, free mint meta and uh, allow people to just go at it and making sure that the community is decentralized and do it at once. We saw so many derivatives of that. Um, not saying GMR, uh, GMers is a, a derivative of ABC, but it does fit within the same theme. So I just think that's part of the play now. And this is one of the things I'm just watching on the sidelines. Uh, as I stated earlier, I don't really dabble in stuff like this, but if it is around in the next two to three months, then I might pick one up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call. I mean, I know it's low cost and stuff, but still nobody likes to see like a 50% a drawdown on whatever they invest, even if it is 0.6. It just, it's one of those that you learn how to manage emotions and stuff like that. Uh, Joe, let's kick it over to you. Do you have any thoughts on GMers and what they're trying to do over there? No, I, I, I did not trade them. I knew a couple of DAOs I was in that, that were, that were scooping them. I did not. Um, no, I have no idea. I didn't realize that we had a 50 some thousand collection. You said I did not know that either. That's wild. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm all for, uh, liquidity in the market. So yeah, man, if it, it's got people excited and they're, they're yep. trading back and forth, I'm all for it. Right. Right. Uh, easy. I know you, you talked about it a little bit. I saw some tweets about GMers. Uh, what's your thought process on this? 50 K collections, a big collection, but I do like seeing a, a little bit larger collection. It's a little bit more accessible. What's your thoughts? It's kind of fun for sure. Um, people were all messaging me when I was like, 
Yeah, I don't know about this. Like 50K supply is crazy. Like not about to be your exit liquidity type thing. And a lot of people were like, yeah, sounds like you sold the bottom. I was like, dude, I didn't even rent them. I'm, I wasn't buying them at 0.1. I'm not about to ape these at 0.5. Like this sounds crazy. Right. Yeah. You know? No. It so is. I just think it's tough to maintain. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where it goes, to be honest. Like right now for me, there's just, there's a lot of plays every day. Like that's the thing. Yeah. So like if I miss something like that, where sure you could have minted a hundred of them and sold them at 0.5, a nice little 50 sold day or whatever. There's a lot of other options. Like I know I talked about that weight in friends thing and it looks like I sold it too early. Got out of mine, like sub 10, they're now 15. So like there's tons of price action. That's crazy. Um, so something like GMers, that's a massive supply. I'm not crazy bullish on like massive supplies at the moment because liquidity is still circling to an extent, figuring itself out, plays seem isolated, funds cycle when like new mints happen. So with a 50K supply, all it's going to take is no new announcements and we could see 10,000 listings, you know? Yep. Like yesterday, I think it peaked at like 6,500 listings. And even right now there's 7,420 listed. So like getting any type of volatile price action on that becomes significantly more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of the sub DAOs because now it's like if it's open IP, have fun, go crazy, do what you want to do. But we just haven't seen that success yet anywhere. So once we do, sure, let it fly. But until then, I'm a little bit more hesitant. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would agree with that. No, like well I said, said I, I do want to see more ownership distribution before I would even. And it's one of those things where I don't have enough data, right? Like I don't have enough data on 50K collections where I can make an informed decision. Like if I don't have an edge, I'm not I'm not taking that trade. So, yeah. um, you know, that's. That's just my two cents on it. Um, let's move into our final couple of topics here. We do have the Boogle. Last Boogle that was auctioned. Went for 2500 It's kind of an end of an era. I mean, of course, they're going to continue. But, Mike, it was fun watching those just completely explode. I remember the first mm -hmm. time I went on Exchange Art and saw Boogle and said, why is this valued so much? Because I was so new to the space. Um, it was, yeah. It's it's fun to watch, you know, and it looks like it went to Sam.Sold. They went into a big bidding war between Pimp Capital um who bought uh, uh turned up dylan uh his dylan uh d god for the second biggest soul purchase we've seen um kind of want your guys's thoughts on what this means like what happens from here for the one-on-one space because obviously we've been big on the one of space one of one space here in rare flood radio um easy what's your thoughts on on boogles right now Dude, it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely insane uh, mm -hmm. watching what Boogles have done, the ecosystem and yeah. the group that they've kind of created. I got a bunch of friends over there. Shout out like Rambo, Doopy, and Code Monkey. I talk to them literally every day. And I always tell them like, dude, I'm never buying one of these. Like, there's a 0% right. chance I ever deploy 50 grand into a JPEG. It's just like not my thing. Um, and I just love it, though, that they've really curated this like insane community. Bear right now, we just saw that trade that just happened. And that they were going like, partial buys into it and putting some allocation of funds and that it's just nuts. Like I think the one of one scenes awesome. I think two days ago, maybe even yesterday I spent like 2000 USD on just one of one stuff on exchange art, just going through mm -hmm. just buying stuff. Like I'm a huge fan of OX flat. I'm not sure if yeah. you're familiar. Yeah. I know flat. Yeah. So I hold six of uh, their pieces right what? now. <laughs> yeah, so I've just been He's buying. All the conditions. Yeah. I love them, man. I'm like, I, they're my backgrounds. I'm like both my monitors right now. Uh, the hoops one is like one of my favorite ever, just like playing basketball in college and stuff. And then I have the bus stop one of my other one. And I just love that stuff. Uh, I'm holding Nate Geo's being piece that I bought a while back. Love Nate. Love Nate. Like just an absolute yeah. genuine human being, man. And for me, that's where it becomes tougher to fade. I'm like, you're just awesome. Like as a person and yeah. getting a DM from a one-of-one -one artist, you relate to it. You're like, oh dude, this, this person's yeah. great. Like I can never sell this now, you know? 
and I don't like you'll eventually see them behind me on the wall here. I'm going to get some of those thrown up just because like, dude, they're fun. They're, they're great. You're really supporting a true individual and they never have to do anything else. Like that's the best part. Like, I don't care if you literally vanish. I love what you've created. I'm happy to own it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dorian, um, you have progressed in the one-on-one space. I'm, I'm happy you, to see your adventure. Off you to you. <laughs> finally have a Proteon piece, which uh, obviously yeah. a Dojo holds about half of them, I think. Uh, he's at least <laughs> six. So, yeah, we, we got guitar in there as well. But, yeah. um, you know, what do you what do you think this means? Like after after Boogles uh, auction, do you guys ever mm -hmm. think they're going to create Gen 2 Boogles or anything like that? I mean, like what, what, what do we think here? Easy, easy has some thoughts over here. It's tough to say because, like, then you're just diluting this, like, Illuminati-esque ecosystem, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the tougher part. Like, what is the value mm -hmm. if you continue to expand this versus keep mm -hmm. this a very niche group of 100 mm -hmm. individuals that are hyper-curated? It gives me, like, proof collective yeah. past stuff, you know? Yeah. And some people get a little iffy on it. They're like, oh, yeah, that group's just doing whatever they want to do and manipulating prices. It's like, dude, no. Like, they're just a group of high wealth individuals who yeah. have curated this crazy ecosystem and you're going to see it everywhere. Like it's like Soho house, but web three, you know, like before Soho house went public. So yeah. there's all those kinds of things I think about. And like every ecosystem is going to have them. I don't think they do a gen two personally. And if they no. do, I think it would, I think they maybe do a completely separate entity and start to launch something else. For sure. Yeah. No. Uh, Dorian, I mean, Joe, Dorian, mm -hmm. feel, feel free to kind of share any yeah. one on one thoughts as far as this Google auction concludes what do you guys think man it's it's crazy it's just like i enjoyed watching the um the auction go on i mean clearly i'm priced out not even remotely close to participating in that but it was still fun but uh just because of you bison it's like you really put me on the one-on-one -on -one scene man i wouldn't have known about great artists like proteon i'm glad i was able to pick up one of his pieces <clears throat> I've been picking up, I was fortunate to pick up a piece called Fellas, um, done by this dude named Basket, awesome artist, OG in the Solana space. And like, one thing I like about his collection, each piece has his own character name. So I picked up Christopher and it's so weird, but I love it. So, and it's just like you said uh, as well, easy. It's just like, if these pieces go, like if the artist bounces, it's like, I'm fine with Christopher and like the pieces I got. It's like, I'm chilling. It's like, I wasn't expecting to make like, and it, I mean, a profit, like if I do, don't get me wrong, I'm happy, but uh, I'm like not expecting like sell anytime soon, but it's great interacting with these artists on a one-on-one -on -one basis, getting uh, DMs from them and just talking to them and getting to know them personally. So yeah, man. For sure. Um, Joe, have you dabbled yet really like at all in the one-on-one -on -one space? I can't remember. I know we did additions with DJ and Poet and we cooked on those, but um, I'm just curious those. to see. Yeah, I have, I have two, I have just the only... I have DJ poet. I have uh, a Squirtle still, and I have a Pikachu. Um, the Squirtle, I, I just really, the Squirtle speaks to me. I One of one, I think I'm going to get bigger on once I get these frames in and I sit on them and look at them, you know, and I, I know all right, I can fill this with a certain, and then really treat it like art, you know, like a web. Yeah. That's when I think I'll get into it, and I think I'm missing a lot of entries right now into beautiful pieces that are going to be worth tens of thousands of dollars because I am sleeping on it at the moment, but I do have frames on the way and i'm going to mint a bunch of d frames so i'll have a reason to start looking for some really cool art mm -hmm. so yeah sure. I'm, ex I'm excited man i mean it's 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 so cool for artists so i have so many artist friends in, in real life and for them to be able to have an ability to create art in another facet and another medium and still get royalties and be able to basically make a living for themselves in a whole nother facet that they yeah. would never 
had the ability to in the first place is super dope to me. I just love people winning and I love that energy that that provides like just it's just like liquid throughout the space, man. So yeah, the more people that can make money and have fun and be, you know, financially free, I'm in for. So yeah, one of one is is that. Yeah. No, it's it, it's been a fun space to explore, especially I mean, the bear market was like down bad degenerative like awful times and I was having a blast over in 101 land. So um, definitely, you know, it is nice. I'll, I will eventually come out with a one-on-one guide as far as like what I look for as a collector and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, uh, mainly let's talk about alpha. Let's wrap it up because again, value easy's time and really do appreciate him jumping on here, but easy mm-hmm. kind of want to jump over to you. What are you looking at right now? What's your thought process as far as like investment thesis or trading, uh, alpha or anything like that? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, right now it's like just trying to figure out what's moving in the market and kind of play those trends. I've mentioned that wave FNF thing today. We saw anybody's takeoff and I even had a tweet today like this is starting to make more sense. People want real life stuff. I know we're so heavy Web3 focused and people FUD merch. Dude, shout out to Cyber Samurai merch, by the way. I wear that hat all the time. It's so well made, bro. Everything that's been made there, I'm like, this stuff is good. you still get it? Yeah, Are available to buy still or no? Yeah, man. I'll, I'll send you the link whenever we get off stream. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, easy. And you can buy and sell if you want. Yeah, it's fire, bro. And then Liberty Square just launched Mercantile. Yeah. So we're going to be using that oh, with the, the Bodega Buddy stuff. Hopefully, no right when Mint goes live. Yeah, so that's the plan. So, I mean, I love Secret. I love Liberty. Huge fan of what they're building. And I just think there's this bigger opportunity and ways to go about it. And I, I like I said, ape the Take Heath project because like the idea of it was cool to me. And like this burn to redeem thing creates deflationary mechanics. And I'm always a huge fan of like what artifacts done with the Murakami Air Force Ones and that's getting traction. So I was following that pretty closely the last couple of weeks and seeing it now on Seoul, I was like, okay, I got to get into the next one as soon as So trying to find those trends and like what I'm a huge in general because you get deflationary aspects which force price action. So those types of things I'm a huge fan of. Also just like being hyperactive in discords and seeing what people are interested in plays into a lot of it. And even if you're not crazy typing and hyperactive responding, just listening to the ecosystem. So like kind of trying to figure out where that trend's going. Um, but it's like some projects I'm kind of excited for, like Critters Cult is one I'm extremely, extremely excited for. I don't have any whitelist allocation. I don't have any soul sunsets, none of it, but I'm so excited for that because their storytelling is sick. Like it gives me these Stranger Things vibes and I'm a huge, huge fan of 10 KTF and what Goblin Town did. Then I think we're lacking this storytelling narrative in Solana. And the first project that does it right is just going to explode. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, dude, I, I could not agree more. This is why I hold a bot head, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and plug them right now because, oh, dude, man, I love bot heads. dude, it's so easy to grab. Dude, I got pinged. I missed the bot head one. I got pinged in remnants actually from the whitelist, um, the alpha person over there and uh, who actually just joined uh, Cyber Samurai last night. So, yep, just love to see it. Welcome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was so easy, dude. I love Botheads mechanics where it links to Discord. Literally, all I had to do was log into Discord and boom, I had whitelist. Like, it was shout out Nate Geo, bro. I know, I, love Nate Geo. I know. Wait, wait, dude, can I, you I give still... me the lowdown real quick? Do you care, Bison? Because I don't even. So, it's a whitelist allocation service infrastructure. So ran by three people. Uh, Nate Geo is the artist. Nate Geo is seriously. I love being so much. You will talk to so many one-on-one artists who are like, dude, beings is like the, the best PFP collection in the one-on-one space. Uh, I know soul boy who is one half of low fronts rocks it. I know Eto, which is the other half rocks it. 
dude, so many people love being, I'm right there with them. But um, Colborne is a crack dev. They actually onboarded another dev um, working on the, the whitelist management tool for both projects and people. So it's very easy to jump into a whitelist. Um, and then Papa Mumu is the last one. He's a goat, dude. He curates the big brain gallery stuff. So he has some of the best one-on-one alpha. That alone right there, like if it could be like a ABC drawing. And if I got Papa Mumu's one-on-one alpha, like that, that alone is fantastic for me. But uh, the art's great. And the whitelist management, dude, you we get- it for a token that allows no. you to interact or you no. just get whitelist based off of holding. They did talk about that they're possibly going to allow you to stake your bot head in order to get rev share from using the tools. Um, they they have teased that. No, so. I love that they're not giving you a shit token. They're just like, yo, you, you hold a bot, you can get allocations to these cool whitelists, and then you have rev share. And with Dove yeah. Art, like, come on, I man. It's crisp and clean. Bro. <laughs> What what did you I say? Easy. Staking. Sorry, you rugged there for a second. I hate staking, bro. Like it drives me crazy. I never stake dude, ever, yeah. dude. I just lose it. I forget dude. where they yeah. are. Yeah, forget about uh, dude, it. I found yeah, like, I had some crack the other day in one of my wallets, and was like, "When did I even buy this?" And I think I got it for like <laughs> six soul. I was like, "Where has this been?" That's that's why we love Cyber Samurai, dude. I cannot yes. say it enough. Like that staking platform is so much better than anything. Literally anything. Like if it's like that, but sure, and implement staking. If it's not, dude, I. I've, I've written like three threads basically saying the same thing where if it's a hard staking mechanic, I forget about that project so easy. If it's not top of mind, you're not building brand. That's not good for the project. Like for the mm -hmm. longevity of the project, you forget about it. I can't tell you how many I have staked that I probably forgot about. Uh, Fearless Bulls yeah. Club. Um, let's talk about uh, Bobos of War. I think I have something locked oh, up. Bobo. Uh, oh, I Bobos probably do wise. too. I know, I bro. I have like those. 10 of those bitches, dude. <laughs> Yo, like, I, can, I know. We were on the same wave back then, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know we did. We love it's, the sub twos. <laughs> oh, God. It was... I, but it's just like, dude, it's such a pain. Liberty Square, mm -hmm. I, will t I will tell them right now, There's and they know it too, their staking mechanism is god awful. They had to send me another yeah. like cardinal yeah. uh, site like that was off their uh, actual Liberty Square Yo, they need to hit up Cyber Samurai for that staking website, I, dog. We, we need bro, to. We need to. People are sleeping. Utes needs to, bro. Let me stop. <laughs> okay, Bears needs yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, I know. We 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 said it all, but um, no. Real quick before we get into ours, easy. I know you have to run, so I want to sign you off real quick here. Um, just take five minutes, dude. Later. One, we we greatly appreciate your time. This yeah. has been so much Love fun. You, I know Thank we can go so on much. for another Thanks hour for easily. By, you are um, bro, 100%. I will pull up anytime you guys want me. I love these types of conversations. Like anytime you guys want a guest, I'm happy to participate. I know, Bison, uh, I'm sorry again. It was a hassle to get me on. I was moving, okay. settling in. Twitter anytime DM is never a good me, time. Though, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, no, dude, I will let you. Well, we love having reoccurring guests. I already told Light he's definitely coming back again. Um, man, easy. Bro. I know. I love Light so much. Um, we, we will definitely get you back on for sure. Yep. I, I do want to have more of these, like, reoccurring guests we do respect your time and we'll we'll definitely try to do something like maybe once a quarter at least um where where you yeah. just come on and like we'll just we'll, we'll shoot the the market talk so um dude i appreciate it do you want to plug anything before we we log off i know you're working on bodega buddies and everything like that go ahead and talk to them about it yeah no nah, i mean we're launching uh bodega buddies here hopefully the next 30 45 days give or take still figuring out timelines on that want to make sure once it's completely ready to go we give the date we don't want any delay mishaps etc uh yeah with that too well for nifty there will be collaborations between the eth side of things and the soul side so it's going to be kind of a, a cross-chain dynamic 
like I said, I love hyperdeflationary aspects. So that's a, a little bit of a little bit of pseudo alpha hey. mixed in there. Got some plans for that. And there's a reason we partnered with Mercantile. So uh, some things to kind of consider on all that. That's 10,000 foot view at the core of it, education content and sharing a lot of that. Working with a couple uh, couple mobile agencies to create some things for some cell phone access down the line. So excited for it all. Once again, man, thanks for having me. Anytime, I'm always happy and eager to dive in. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks thank you, Easy. By, man. Thank you, we'll brother. talk to you that later, Easy. Literally the best outro pit. Oh my goodness. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your crown, bro. Just keep it pushing. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. I'll catch you later. See you, boss. Um, for the rest of us while we are on here, um, let's talk about what we are looking at right now. Before we sign off, dude, an hour and 20 minutes, we are in uncharted territory. But Yo. um, let's go with you first, Joe. What are you kind of looking at right now as far as the market goes? And yeah. uh, we'll keep it we'll keep it to NFT and SPLs right yeah, now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll just keep it for brevity's sake. So, yeah, so actually it's funny. that I think I think the play right now is to not chase anything too crazy. And mm -hmm. if you want to make some plays, I think the SPL, right? Like Bison says all the time, it's liquid. And if you want to make some plays, SPL tokens are great because they are you can go and trade them whenever you want. There is no waiting, right? And I still think, right, people are sleeping on scrap. We had the initial pump. Yeah. It came mm -hmm. down, took, took you know, took profits. There's a double whammy with scrap, right? You have it with pilots, obviously, but it's going to yes. fund one of one, the graphite. And like those banged back to back, I think are going to have some real um, yep. catalysts for, for scrap. So yeah, I, th I think I'm looking at SPL tokens right now. If I was someone in the market with like seven to 10 soul and wanted to play around, I think SPL tokens would be a um, safer, not safer bet, but a more liquid bet. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, Dorian, yep. I, I let's go over to you. What are you looking at right now? Yo, I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm going to say, but Cyber Samurai again. Yes, like, I just can't tell you guys enough. It's like how bullish I am. <laughs> I, look at me. I'm the community manager. So if I'm telling you it's bullish, I probably know something that would make it be so bullish. It's like we saw this thing. <laughs> we saw Sush pump from like 0.2 to like, what, 2.5 in a week? I'm telling you, quick piece alpha, you need six Sush. That's it, man. Get six sous, but more importantly, get a Cyber Samurai. Everything we do in the future will be given back to Cyber Samurai holders. Shake's talking to some super notable people in the space. I'm telling you guys, pick up a Cyber Samurai, pick up some sous. You ain't going to regret it. Joe's already profited from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, what? I think I scooped my 10 or 12 at like 0.6. When Dorian called it, I didn't immediately. I didn't wait. I, I tried to front run him. I was like, oh, man, he didn't. He's like, yeah, by the way, he slipped it in there, too, Bice. And he's like, by the way, just bought 10 soul worth of sush. I said, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you're not going to front run him, bro. He's, he's got way better access to information over there. So to, um, to make everybody feel comfortable, I'm not selling any of it. I've been holding for a while. It's like I'm still going to be holding. So <laughs> yeah, you're a stand-up. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, – anything else, Dorian, um, that you're looking uh, at right no, now? Joe hit on scrap. That was my other one. It's like I'm just DCAing in while it's at a dollar. It seems like good uh, uh, support down at that level. And even if it drops a bit below, I'm still going to be DCAing in then. But it's like because Pilots is coming up, I think it can do at least 2x from this point because everybody will FOMO last minute. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely in take profit mode and maybe rotate. Dude, I, I still – 
I want to, I want to Gen two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him Gen two. I want to call him the I word, but I'm not gonna say that on stream anymore because that just sounds. Somebody's gonna clip that in the wrong way, dude. So YouTube's um, gonna block you, dog. I know, I know. I need to. I think you can get 45 sub. Yeah, that's or sub 45. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. Is like a a little bit more of a pullback because I don't think it's been priced in completely yet. But um, I do need to get in before graphite happens uh, for sure. So. That's that's probably gonna be why I look at. I'm taking profits on stuff. Still think Bubble Goose is just like, dude. I that's a medium term hold though, guys. Like I am, I am not expecting yeah. a short. Po- if you have, if you have, say what? Yeah. Or what? What floor price are they at right now? You know, five point three, bro. Five point three. That is that is criminal. Only eight hundred thirty nine <laughs> listed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's and the average sale is at almost eight sold. I gotta look at. Yeah. See there. You you will see a ton of above floor mm-hmm. buys, and again, that's just another metric that I look at. Where yep. if you see a disparity between your average average sales, a good at glance, but if you go on to Hello Moon, you can actually see some of the better, bigger buys. You can see it on Soul Sniper and Hyperspace as well. So, um, but yeah, if you see a disparity between floor price and like the average sale price, mm-hmm. it's usually pretty bullish. I would also like if I'm buying two in that collection, I will actually go shop a rare or maybe even like set a price range and just find what the most appealing rare is. Or if there is any alpha, like in bubble goose, big smokes go for a lot, even though it's a common trait, like that Dow is going off right now and they've actually gotten some cool airdrops from Carl himself. So um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I'm just looking for undervalued plays. If I see anything, if I'm going for a blue chip, quote unquote, it's going to be uh, access to Tayo ecosystem through yep. Gen two, um, maybe even some oil. But I think right now, if you buy a floor, is that correct, Joe? If you buy a floor, then you get um, a pilot whitelist. So not for infants, you'd have to buy three would give you two pilot whitelists or one okay. Gen Gen one. Yeah. So I think it's only gotcha. if you buy three, but. Dude, this is what people got to realize. Tom, if you hit up Tom, literally, right? You go in Discord and you hit Tom and be like, yo, I'm trying to do this or that. He'll work something out with you. He's a really, he wants people that are in the space. He wants people mm-hmm. in and, and learning the ecosystem. So yep. I'm serious. Don't ever be like, yo, reach out to him and you never know. He might go, you know what? Yeah. And you get a whitelist. So like, you just, you never know. Yep. He's a really good guy. And that's one of the best things about the project is, right? He's, he's approachable. He's there. He's yep. not some mystic figure out in the yeah. open. Yeah, it's dude, it's so funny watching people like bullish on founders, but when it comes to the team growing aspect, people like don't price that in. It's just one of those yeah. things where you have more personnel, like you see them leveraging out so they get to do the the tasks that they're best at, the most dollar productive task. I it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. So um yeah, when I see teams growing and I know Soulport has probably one of the biggest teams in Soul. Yeah. Um I, I think they're at like twenty five plus or something in, employees under the the whole Soulport uh Tio um solstead's ecosystem so um you know it is i it's i'll let dorian you know correct me if i'm wrong but um yeah you're good man i don't know their exact employee account but it's huge (laughs) yeah yeah you know i'm always going to show remnants still think remnants under 10 souls bud um yeah rems rems been on a nice little run they've just kind of plateaued around that six seven range i still think that is very cheap especially considered considering like they only have what 1.5 percent of, of supply listed, so uh, just a little bit of alpha there. That a supply shock could happen very quick. I know we talk about it a lot in Soul, and it's kind of a meme, but supply shock is a very real thing. Other than that, 
I'm holding Liberty Square. I don't I already took profit on those. So I'm I'm just holding the two that I have. And I, I think I'm just gonna like ride those out because I love smart. what Liberty Square is doing. Yeah, um smart. instead that, of like trying to sell them. Bag. Yeah, I I, I do have Lotus Gang. Uh, we already talked about that earlier. I, I think I am looking to sell um, right now and just profit. take some yeah, profit. Man, it seems good to me. Yeah. Um I think it's smart. That's, that's about it. You know, I, I did post on Twitter. So if you guys don't follow us, please do at RareFud Radio, at Bison Trades, at Dorian underscore W, and that is Dorian with a three, um, at Joe Soul 212 Make sure you follow us because we do post our most up-to-date thoughts there. And um, yeah, for anybody listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe on YouTube too. It does help grow the channel tremendously. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Guys, do you have any other closing uh, thoughts? I have one or question anything like for that? both of you. Yeah. yeah no. Delusion? Or success. <laughs> oh, oh man, I like delusion, man. Delusion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Delusion. That's all I needed to know. Oh, all right, there it is. Yeah. Well, we get another on on air Cyber Sam purchase right there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, yeah. Once you buy one, I'm telling you, I, I we've it's seen like it like crack, man. <laughs> yeah, it is literally like crack. So, um, seriously. Thank everybody for tuning in. This was a way longer episode than we anticipated, but when you're talking to Easy Eats, you got to pick that man's brain. Um, he just fits in so well with, you know, kind of what we're trying to accomplish here on Rare Fud Radio, which is providing you with sound analysis, giving you level-headed thoughts, and showing you alpha and how to kind of front-run the market. So um, thank you guys so much. We hope that you continue to grow within the Solana ecosystem. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening on those platforms, uh, make sure you drop us a follow and subscribe. You have those little ad buttons in the top right. And um, yeah, we will continue to grow in the platform. And I appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of Rare Fud Radio. Have a good one. <laughs>